0: Music is just organised noise, and noise is poison to the
1: mind. Welcome to We Don't Believe in Beatles, the post-Beatles podcast.
0: Join us as each week we take a chronological deep dive into the work of the Beatles as solo artists.
2: this week. If you're doing nothing urgent, stick around my neurosurgeon, stick around my salamander, belly dancer, true trumancer, if you're searching for the answer, stick around I say. <laughs> I know how hard it is these days. You want a better kind of future. You want to stay on the right track in the face of everything. Breathe fresh air ever after, one that everyone can share. You're not alone. We all could use it, stick around, we're nearly there. Like a raindrop needs a shower, like a second needs an hour. He wants to help you with your problem. He wants understanding and peace, for without bogey music, life is incomplete. So stick around, I say, because his sway is blue. It's Paul McCartney and his album from May 1980,
3: (laughs) McCartney
0: 2. yes! Incredible, Jack. Thank (laughs) you very much. Beautiful work!
2: Cheers, cheers, lads.
1: Hey guys! Hey, we've arrived. Pretty
2: good. We've arrived.
0: We've arrived. At McCartney, bloody too. Oh, it's, it's it's nice. Lord
1: deliver me from Ringo. This is. We've made it all the way here. McCartney, back to back, baby. Yeah. One
2: in 1979, one in 1980. We've reached the little
0: single the middle. with a little luck. We got here. Yeah. God. Uh, so it only took one of us getting COVID to get here as well. Yeah. I know.
2: How's everyone's respective isolation periods going?
0: I mean, mine's pretty boring, but at least reasonably safe.
1: <laughs> Mine. Mine's. I mean, it's mine's weird because I have this this wonderful social connection of Jack, but he's on the other side of a wall that I generally can't interact with him through because since yes. last episode. Jack has gone on to rudely and selfishly contract COVID-19.
2: Yeah, it's just not on. I am I am disappointed in myself and, and mainly Amy. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rude of her. This is what happens when people watch the football. I tried to tell you.
2: Jess, <laughs> to be fair, last week you did advise me to, well, or say that I should probably lick amy's eyeballs more often so i took your advice and now mm. i have covid that is so <laughs> it's not something i remember so saying I...
0: or something i would say but that definitely sounds like <laughs> you're <not> lying so <laughs>
2: so yeah thanks but, but I most like, importantly how, how yeah you're feeling all right i feel alright. i i did lose my sense of smell yesterday oh god um mm. but i can still taste so that's something okay. i just feel feeling
1: better i lost my sense of of um, timing a long
2: time ago. You lost your sense of taste at the moment <laughs> cool. you bought that shirt. Am I right? <laughs> <Whoa>.
0: <laughs>
1: no idea what yeah, you're, you're wearing, not right. the hour up. <laughs> Yeah, our cameras are all up.
2: But it's, um, yeah, anyway, I feel okay overall. I had a, a, a bad night the other evening, I suppose, just fever and whatnot. But oh, God. Better, better every, you're, you're better every day. Egg. That's it. Better every day.
1: That's good. Well, awesome. I'm very glad to hear. And uh, frankly, I really hope I don't catch COVID because I can't <laughs> I can't not have another week of no work. But <sighs> hey-ho, whatever happens will happen. The, uh, i just like to say a, a big fuck you to the statutory sick pay rates in the UK, the lowest in all of Europe, represent. That is fucked. That is so fucked. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But hey it's best it's best to leave the EU because they're holding you back. You know what I mean? That they are.
1: They <laughs> want pesky, pesky Europeans pushing not up. Not to up get political. Days. Not to get political, but
3: you know. We'll
2: be able to hug soon enough, Cameron. I look forward to it. Maybe you oh, won't want to hug me for a while. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, give us some time,
1: you know. I mean, I never wanted to hug you to begin with. You just really pushed it on me oh all the time. Yeah,
2: don't believe but, uh, him, don't believe him. <laughs> <laughs> so in in, uh, in our isolation, I'm not sure what we've all done, but in Paul McCartney's self-isolation in 1979, for mm. one month he decides to record a follow-up to his 1970 album, McCartney.
1: I can mm. guarantee you that he's been much more productive than I have.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty insulting, really, isn't it, how productive McCartney's been for this. Well, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure if he made it through half of the Lord of the Rings
1: yet, so, you know,
2: we yeah, all have true. our strengths. How's
1: it going? Oh, I fucking love it. It's so good. Halfway through The Fellowship of the Ring, I should clarify. Sure, um, right. and <laughs> slightly It's slightly different. Yeah, it is. They're in Rivendell at the moment. I just had a long chapter where they're discussing a lot of old fables and a lot mm. of, um, yeah, they, they, he goes, he takes a deep dive in Rivendell. But, but my God, it's just I love his, his descriptions of the world. You know, I'm a, I'm a geography nerd and it really tickles my geography bone.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah. I used to love pouring over the maps of Middle Earth when I was younger as well. When I first read it, what did you pour over I them about? Uh, yeah, uh, jizz. No, <laughs>
3: <Yes>. <laughs> you can't say that on TV. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, when I was yeah when I was younger and first read it, it was I oh, I, I don't know. I've always loved maps and lists and like mm. kind of uh, additional material you get with books and stuff like that. It's just like imagine. Yeah,
1: <laughs> frustrating. This edition only so far has just a map of the Shire, so it's kind of hard oh. to. Um, Hard to tell they can, where they go once they get get past the old forest. You're not sure exactly where's Bree, where's Mirkwood, where's Mordor. You know, but it's all right. I luckily, I we have the internet. I Google a map of Middle Earth. This is what I can do with my time now. You're an inspiration, Cam. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it.
0: So, Paul wasn't originally intending to make this uh, official release, was he? He said he kind of he got a bunch of synthesizers and a bunch of new recording equipment, and he'd just been kind of experimenting with some sounds. And played it to some friends who said you should
1: bloody release this. Um, yeah, yeah,
3: it, it's quite a
1: a nice idea. I think it's it's probably like kind of freeing. Like there's a freeing effect on mm-hmm. him when you don't expect to be releasing what you're doing. You're just doing it for fun. Yeah, you can have a bit more fun. You know.
2: Yeah, because the only reason he creative. he went back to it as such as well was after he got arrested. In January 1980, he'd already mm. recorded most of this, and then he yeah. went back to it because he was meant to be on tour, so he needed something to do after that as well. Because um, you can't but just yeah. sit in your uh,
0: ass for more than two minutes if you pull McCartney. <laughs> off, so. You're like, well, I better release <laughs> no, really a not. different album that I've already recorded.
2: I've been in prison for nine days. Well, oh my yeah. god, so much time has <laughs> gone. So I think after he recorded McCartney two, that's when they went on tour mm. for the European mm. leg. So this was just in between the back to the egg stuff and the tour basically. Mm. Uh but yeah literally June it just says J- June to to July 1979 that he recorded this. So it's like a month he's just fucking about for it's a amazing. month doing about yeah. 20 songs, no?
0: Who the fuck just is bad. able to come up with temporary secretary in a month? Yeah. And
2: Wonderful Christmas to- and a Christmas song, don't oh forget. God. Yeah,
1: like I mean that must be one of his most played songs ever if Yeah, if- I would say oh, so. Absolutely, yeah. If Spending time in this city. Is songs anything. are guaranteed. Playathon. Playathon. Do you want to yeah. guess? N- not so much Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reggae, but. Uh... <laughs> oh,
2: God. Do you want to guess how many plays Wonderful Christmas Time has got on Spotify? Oh my
1: God! Like tens of millions. Twenty million. May-
2: Two hundred and forty-eight million. Jeez, my God!
1: Jesus. I love that. And most of them were at the pub where I used to work.
2: fucking hell well it's
0: interesting isn't it because you said that this it kind of has a freeing effect when you're just not intending to release anything and you know, you just get to record it for the, the fun of it. I think in that way, it's almost the antithesis to back to the egg where we were mm. talking last week and I was saying how it kind of feels a bit forced. It feels a bit over labored. Like they, they had kind of too many ideas and not enough editing. There wasn't kind of a cohesive vision. This is almost the opposite of that. There definitely feels like there's barely any ideas that are like overthought. It's all very much yeah. like spur of the moment. Uh, which is, you
1: know, really lends to it. I don't know about you, but this, yeah, this album. Yeah, and I think as a result, it feels really cohesive, which is funny because it is quite yes. diverse. Like there's it quite is. a bit of yeah. different, there's quite a few different approaches in it, but there is this sound that links it all together and the production style that links it all together. Mm, and it's definitely. just like, it's it's an album. It's like, a you know, a real solid, yeah. you know, an albums album. It's the yeah.
0: perfect blend of varied styles with cohesive tone and sound and approach. Mm definitely yeah
2: yeah. even though there's some songs i sort of i guess wish were on the main album yeah the but but like having said that like the the track list for the main album is i think perfect i love how it flows to be honest me too yeah yeah
1: yeah Um, it's a really nice like balance of of different styles Mm -hmm. it doesn't sit on one sound for for too long no and
2: we have all the other songs now so i guess it's fine isn't it you know
1: yeah when
0: was
2: the Mm -hmm. archive version released Oh, I don't know. I know a lot of the songs were released for the special edition twenty eleven.
1: I think that that's when they like the third disc of all the you know extra long versions were. But the special mm. edition I think came out quite a lot earlier. Necessarily
0: early, long though. versions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because
1: six minutes of check by machine isn't enough.
0: Look, I, it should be honest. I'm being slightly facetious, but I could listen to the long versions. Over the short versions, easily some of the grooves are so enjoyable that you're just like, "Yep, give me more, give me more mm. front parlor forever." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why does that sound like a slur? You fucking give me front more front parlor. parlor. Take me down the front, me parlor. front parlor. Back <laughs> in front parlor.
2: I smashed him right around his front parlor. The frozen jack man. fucked in front oh, parlor. I don't, dude. No, no. <laughs> 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 so where should we begin i guess at the beginning <laughs> i
3: guess it <laughs> makes we sense
2: well let's do, just do, 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 do. let's just start
0: with uh overall thoughts so this obviously yes. we've, this has been a long time coming part of the reason we started doing this uh, a year or so ago was because Jack was a little bit obsessed with the song Temporary Secretary and kind of subsequently got us into it. And it is an incredible little piece that gives you an insight into part of Paul McCartney that probably isn't as well-known or definitely wasn't as well-known a few years ago uh, as, you know, a lot of his other stuff. Now I feel like it's had a bit of a resurgence, that era. But uh, it's fucking weird and it's amazing. And so Mm. I think, you know, looking into that, we were kind of, we saw the door open a slight crack to a world that could be plundered for podcast goodness, which we have since obviously done. And now we're finally at the point that kind of started it all off and it's quite exciting to be here. Um, But now, you know, I'd listened to a bunch of songs from this record before, but I've really sunk my teeth into it in the last couple of weeks. And, I mean, it does not disappoint as far as I'm concerned.
2: No, it really is an oddity in his discography as well. Mm, An an oddity oddity in his discography?
1: discography. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Does, does he have any Does he get weird at all later on You know in the 90s or anything
2: I mean there's some weird stuff For the wrong reasons I would say
1: <laughs> <laughs> great. Can't wait for him um,
2: There's some great stuff as well Don't get me wrong Really great stuff But no this, this album is just so strange And Temporary Secretary when I, I, I'm not sure that when I first heard that But that Whenever that was But that song It's just it's like this is paul mccartney that's why that song's so interesting it's because what Mm. the fuck is where did does this all fit in and like when did he do this it's just it's just when you haven't delved when you hear it it's like this is mad you know and Mm. it's still a mad song it just is a mad song but um,
3: absolutely.
2: and the whole album is like that in some respects but Mm. then there is some classic mccartney tracks on this as well more like what you of for
1: sure with a bit a bit of some weird production over them a little bit buried time. under weird yeah. production, exactly yeah 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 in that way in fact those aspects they really remind me of the Flaming Lips like these really kind of simple beautiful pop songs mm. with this kind of weird murky production and um, burying them a bit God, which is something totally. I love I'm, you could I'm imagine something like Waterfalls or
0: One of These Days to be a cut off a Flaming Lips album like a ballad yeah for sure yeah, yeah and
1: even like even the kind of more like electro or sort of video games saying stuff like, yeah, like from Power oh, yeah. or Frozen Chap is like, yeah, it's so there's so much Flaming Lips in there.
0: Can we just say that we're committing to calling that song the name that it is while <laughs> also saying that we really wish it wasn't called that and, <laughs> you know, it was a captured period in time where that word probably shouldn't have been used and uh, has since kind of been, rem- I, I can't imagine Paul McCartney comfortably saying that now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I kind of don't want to say the song title, but yeah, that is what it's called. So a bit it's, it's a it's a weird one. Mm. Frozen J. Frozen J. We're gonna call yeah. it Frozen J. Frozen Jess. Frozen. <laughs> Jess. Frozen, Jack. Frozen Jack.
1: Frozen Jack. All right, fine. Steal there you my, go. My song Sorry, it's phonetically just a bit works a bit better, doesn't it? That's true. Yeah, you're right. All right, so Frozen Jack. <laughs>
3: that's
1: better. Um. Yeah, I uh, I think there's also I mean I hear a lot of of traces of of bands that I really like in here. I hear a lot of um, like Ween. A lot of it sounds like Ween. Oh, yeah? um, also, I mean the whole album. it just it's Kid A by Radiohead in terms oh, yeah, of its right. length, its sequencing, its, its attitude. Its, huh. you know, yeah, that's true. Sense. And in you know it does have a
0: lot of as much as it's. It has a real sense of fun, but it has a very healthy dose of melancholy as well. Mm, but not for in sure. like a, like McCartney one sounded like it was made by a depressed man in like a really <laughs> great way. But this yeah. sounds like it's made by a man who's having a lot of fun, but is really enjoying writing sad music. If that mm-hmm.
1: makes sense, I, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's good. Mm. The the other thing, I mean, that this is um, probably the most exciting um, album that that's gone on to be. Uh, to be influenced by is the entire early discography of Inuit. Isn't this just an oh, early Inuit? Movie? yeah,
0: my God. <laughs> well, that's funny you should say that, actually, because I found myself listening to it and saying, oh, I want to make music like this. Have I already made music like this? <laughs> I think you might have done, yeah. Oh, cool, great.
1: I don't have to do that then. Well, done, great. Sweet. Um, Cross that off the list. Yeah, I mean, this is this is at the beach through and through. It kind of is. It's probably, like, at the beach is probably as good as it too. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, in fact, for anyone that hasn't heard Inuit's incredible uh, fourth EP at the beach, uh, featuring Jack Gilligan uh, coughing, ah and yes, it's, coughing. you know I, I strongly recommend having a listen. It'll change it's a your strong, life. For it's, a,
2: it's a strong cough. The cough was so good they invited me to play the drums.
1: That's well, true. Yeah. <laughs> On the next actually true. Uh,
0: it's definitely my sixth favorite Inuit album. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, it has its low points. Or it's you know, <laughs> it was a bit, but points. yeah, but it was incredibly fun to make. So it was incredibly fun yeah. to make. So who cares? Not me, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, overall though, Jess, with your, I, I agree with your impressions quite, um, quite muchly. Um Ooh. you know, it's it's just a really fun pleasant album with some bits that really like get me going uh especially the you know the the start and the end of the album I think particularly like uh they really really get me excited and get me ready to to bounce around the room and I just love like it's kind of the you know what it's kind of the opposite of of um Ringo's bad boy like in the Mm -hmm. the so um like there was so little love and effort and so little attitude of any kind put into that, in spite of the title, making you think he's a, a bad boy with a lot of attitude to spare. Um, this is this album more is like it's full of this uh, this playful attitude and this like yes. fun, creative, like it's really it's a really driven album. It's a guy just with tons of time and, and a really creative palette, um, wanting to explore explore some musical possibilities. And I really love that about it. Also, the front
0: cover, we can't not mention, of course. You have a T-shirt with this on it, Cameron. I do. You're not wrong. Uh, It's yeah. so perfect. For some reason, it completely conveys the vibe of the album for me. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it
2: is cl- It is classic, for sure. It's, it's, a, it's a weird
0: photo to choose. Like, on its, on its own, yes, it'll be a very Yes, totally.
1: Weird...
0: And it's not really his look. Like, it's slightly serious, slightly insane, uh, he's got two points of like there's two lights shining on him, which means he has two shadows in the photo, which kind of makes yeah. it feel like there's more than one Paul present. I love the kind of tone that's over the photo. It kind of makes it feel a bit old fashioned while still being, you know, kind of clean cut and contemporary. It's just, yeah, it, it nails the vibe of the album in such a simple way. It's bizarre. A yeah. Linda
2: photo, of course. A Linda photo, as well. of course, yeah.
1: Nice, nice. Classic. Yeah.
2: And then you open the inside cover-up, and what do you have, though? <laughs> oh, uh,
1: wow. Wait, is it is it a photo of, of Linda, Paul, and Danny Lane looking like they're in a soap opera?
2: No, <laughs> it's, a, it's a photo of Paul, Paul, and Paul. Uh, <laughs> so there's three different photos of Paul doing funny things with different glasses, and then there's a picture <laughs> of him in the ocean with a rainbow above him, and it's quite amazing. If it's you
3: an incredible photo.
2: Yeah. What a mm. lovely
0: yeah, picture, maybe. Paul. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Paul, before we get into this. <laughs> speaking, of Paul, speaking of the guy well, we're well, doing the whole episode on, of. Uh, did you guys see the new video for Find My Way this week that was released? Or last I week? I did see the yes. new video for Find My Way that's released this week. My golly gosh. Uh, so for those who haven't <laughs> seen it, it's a uh, deep fake of young Paul McCartney from the 60s on a, I guess, a, a lookalike face um, with him with the lookalike kind of dancing uh around the video down a hallway and this is the remix of find my way featuring beck and uh yeah you kind of get an insight into what young paul mccartney would be like if he was a contemporary musician uh fitting himself into
1: today's music scene and it's it's quite quite special Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a weird feeling just it, it kind of like um it makes me feel a little bit like when i saw the 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 um trailer for the the new Peter Jackson film, seeing the really like beautifully recolored, touched yes. up footage from from the late sixties, and it looking like a you know like a contemporary piece of film, and these guys looking like normal young guys today, mm. it's just it's quite shocking because everything, everything I know about the Beatles, everything I know about this period of time is like that's that's old, that's from well before I was born, it's from like another era entirely, and to see it brought into something that looks completely slick and completely like it was produced you know, this year. It, it makes me feel weird. It, it jars yeah, my brain a little bit.
0: Sure. Totally. Because the look of that human being looking like that is associated with grainy footage, you know, or yeah, grainy definitely. photos. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's so true. bizarre. Yeah.
2: I was saying they did, did a better job on this video for the deep fake than they did with Sky, Luke Skywalker in The Mandalorians, for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know how or what happened, yeah. but, you know.
0: Are you, have you seen there's a special coming out next month on the, the final episode of Mandalorian Season 2? Like, just the final episode? Ah, that I'm quite cool. looking forward nice. to, yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah,
2: great. I mean, don't go wrong. It was a great great finale. Do you know what I mean? It just but... looks slightly
1: weird. It yeah, does yeah. have a kind of bubbly head.
2: Um, it just looked like a you cool computer it? game. You know? nah. It's a video game. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you?
1: <laughs> I have other things to do, Jess. What the Lord of the Rings think? isn't going to read itself. Oh, bloody hell
0: uh yeah it's it's interesting it's i don't know it just has a slightly it looks like it's been painted over with a, a some clag glue that's what okay <laughs>
1: yeah that's what i'd say i think Isn't it was Australian clag paste. I don't, I don't think they could call it glue technically oh right clag they paste because it, it wasn't made from horses have you know. been pasted over yeah You're
2: talking about of that calf. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whoa! There he goes. That sample. It. Maybe Jack had maybe Jack had COVID all those years ago in Iceland when we recorded that cough. No, he's just I started like it all, a man. smoker. Oh, yeah, also uh, that.
2: Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true.
0: Well, yeah, it's a cool video. I like it. Uh, Some people were saying it was a bit too close
1: to the Uncanny Valley, but
0: uh, it doesn't really matter for me. Um, I just kind of don't
1: don't think so at all either. I think that if someone didn't know who Paul Bogarty was and saw that video, I don't think that anyone by a specialist would ever say, like, oh, that's not a real person. It looks like a really
0: close lookalike more than it does a CGI character. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Which is bizarre.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think people just like to say, people just like to say Uncanny Valley because it makes them sound smart. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fuck them is what I'm saying. (laughs) Exactly. They're wrong. They don't know what they think. They don't know what their own experience is. Luckily, we know exactly what they meant.
3: Three white
1: men, we know. We do.
3: (laughs) So,
0: Makani 2, what do we, three white men, think about it?
2: I like it a lot.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) that's what I was going to ask, is your relationship with this album, like you got really into it in the last couple of years. Is that the first time you'd kind of heard it? Did you have it growing up? Like- your parents
2: yeah no i know it's just it's an album i know i don't know if it's the last couple of years or last year few years or whatever it may be but recently anyway for sure mm. um and yeah and i just love it maybe more than i should just because it's so strange and an oddity as we were saying it's just so I think that's what drew, drew me into it originally, mm. you know, just because it's so different to everything else he's done, I mm. suppose.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: but I still love it. I put it on a lot. Like if ever anyone's around and I put this on, if they haven't heard it before, they're like, oh, this is actually really mm. cool. It's actually nice just to have in the background, believe it or not, just drinking <laughs> as well. Uh, it's sort of just sort of, I don't know. It just can be, yeah, it's, just, it's actually nice background music. Believe it, trust, put it nah. on
1: i um i think this is also some of the closest music to uh that we've covered so far so sounding genuinely contemporary like it it hmm. could have a contemporary secretary um it th- like this sounds like more than anything like music that i just listened to you know without having to take a yeah. step back in any way and, and like put on yeah. my, my my beatles hat or my analytically
0: i think the closest thing to that that we've had so far is ram i felt like that listening to ram for the first time the kind of mm. the indie pop template that it is this is very similar in that kind of electro experimental kind of art pop type thing um, yeah yeah those notes too ram sounds a bit more dated because of the the quality of the recordings at the time i guess and the the kind of production choices it was kind of slightly before that more um stereo band sound that was kind of really settled into in the seventies. It was a bit more kind of the, the sixties sound of kind of, you know, the bass in the left and the drums and the you know, it's, it's not all kind of as evenly spread as some later records, but yeah. Mm. Um, Wings sounds like seventies band, whereas this is very much like, Oh, okay. This is it's branching yeah. into something completely different and, and yeah, definitely inspiring a lot that's come since.
2: Mm. Yeah. Because I, I suppose it doesn't really sound dated, this album to me because of that i suppose because it has influenced a lot since and more and like very recently influenced bands as well Mm. like at the time it wasn't very well received but like certainly wasn't and in 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 hindsight people have been like this is such a big influence on yeah on lots of people Mm. by the sounds of it um
1: yeah like couldn't you imagine like some weird experimental band in new river studios in 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 London our second home, just like putting yeah. out something like this. Now. I with frozen 100%. jack. Frozen with frozen jack, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes I can, Cameron.
2: Great.
1: Then I prove my point.
2: And yes. what about other bands of the time, um, of this ilk, of this sort of style? Do you, are you guys well adversed in that stuff of like the late seventies, eighties stuff? I don't know. What would you think of
0: similar that? to this?
2: I don't know, I'm talking like, you know, craft work and that sort of right, sure. stuff. Right, sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, I don't I, know much about that music at all, really, yeah. I've got to say.
1: No, same. I guess a, a little bit, you know, I've had my Craftwork. time jubbing into craft work and Tangerine Dream and, um, you know, Can and stuff like that. Yeah, so to me it just like, fits in well with the, with the music there. Like, it's a bit more experimental than something like Talk Talk or um, Tears for Fears, that I hear a lot of that in it. And it's maybe a bit yeah. less like it's more pop than something like Kraftwerk or Can. It's this yeah. it, f- it finds this middle ground, I think, really, really well. Which isn't, uh, I don't think I've really heard another album like it that comes to mind. That, yeah, same. That, turns that line that well from from this era.
0: It's like sure. with those kind of soundscapey things or the things that sound like experiments with synthesizers. At the at the core of it, like in something like uh, Frozen Jack you get a melody that is so memorable that it gets so stuck in your head. And then with a lot of that kind of music, it's like the actual hooks themselves are kind of less interesting than the concept of the band or Mm. the idea of the band. I think of a band like Holy Fuck or something like that, or like Battles where it's like really interesting. interesting
1: They'll be coming up again as we go through the songs.
0: Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. Okay. I I just kind of thought of that then, actually. I remember seeing them and and being like, oh, that's a band. I really, like, I love seeing them live. I'd always recommend them, but I never Mm -hmm. put on their records because the hooks aren't really there. The kind of, the the vibe is not, it's not enough to kind of draw me in unless you're watching it live. But with McCartney too, it's like these, these melodies actually still get stuck in your head as much as, you know, something like, yesterday or hey jude you know which is yeah just look production. for me
1: like front front parlor especially like that could yes. be slowed down a bit and it, and given words instead of the synth line and it just it would be a wing song it'd be like a potential hit yeah. wing song
0: that that song is one of my faves to be fair
1: yeah just as far as melody goes it's yeah it's iconic yeah it's it's straight up sounds like i'm playing zelda
0: Yes, I mean, video game music is another big one in this. I don't know. It, yeah, I guess it influenced a lot of what was then created for video game music, and like mm. Ruchi Sakamoto and those kind of influences too. But yeah, it sounds like it reminded me of one of the soundtracks from a level
1: in Donkey Kong Country Three. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's very specific.
1: One of the is like. That the one where you can you can. Be the, the, like, you can spin and slow down like a helicopter. You can fall yeah, down. Yeah, Dixie's, you know what I mean? uh, Dixie. Dixie's uh, ponytail that she spins I, I think that's and the and one I had on guys. Game Boy yeah, Pocket. Yeah, yeah. I reckon I finished that one. That's so good. So fucking
0: yeah. good. One of the most perfect games ever created. Recently got it on Nintendo Switch <laughs> recently. First. They've got, like, a Super Nintendo emulator. You can get all these Ooh, old nice. Super Nintendo games. And so I've just been playing through loads of old stuff. And it's like, for the most part, Super Nintendo games, it's like, oh, they've got that thing. And you play it for 10 minutes and you're like, that was fun. Never <laughs> <laughs> but with the DocuCon series it's like i've spent hours replaying those games and it's
1: great don't, i'm glad to hear they
0: haven't let you down but do you have
1: you did you get through any Zelda games back in the day
0: yeah they're not really my thing i just have no. never really been able to stick with them even ocarina of time i've just i've tried it's just like i don't yeah it's not my thing even the new okay, breath of the wild everyone says it's like the incredible game ever and i played it for two hours and i'm like I hate this my sword keeps
1: <laughs> that's very really interesting because you love Skyrim and to me they're really I similar
0: love an RPG yeah ideas yeah it's true
2: yeah Paul's vocal is distorted using Varispeed on this the cream of the
1: album <laughs> the Wait, cream what? of the album Varispeed <laughs> is the cream of the album which song
2: <laughs> I just this is a description for coming up I, I oh, don't know up. okay it's, it's a weird description though the cream of the that- album
1: yeah i that's mean quite weird. it's because he doesn't use it that much on the album does he it's just coming up where he's yeah where but the cream is isn't omnipresent it.
0: it's it's special the cream rises to uh, the top
1: ah okay right yeah back. i was thinking the cream is more of an integral part like in a in a um what are you paprika, crazy for example you know where you mix it oh in yeah but the sauce. sometimes
0: it can be too much you know
1: <laughs> well sometimes Speed can be too much as well i guess I guess that's with the coming up, like the high vocal there is. Oh, it's the whole thing. The, listen to his vocals on coming up and it's all manipulated. His voice
3: oh, sure yeah, has shifted up. Mm.
1: Yeah. It's something I really love about that song, actually. I mean, we're going to get into the songs. Should we talk about nah. coming up? <laughs> let's talk about coming up. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Coming let's come up. up. Um, I love this song. It's nice. like one of the best okay, album openers that we've, we've had so far
2: what's better this or the live version what do we think
0: this
1: this is this, so much this. better
2: yeah
0: yeah agreed. yeah because it's Absolutely. like it's so much more interesting as a studio experiment than it is as a rock song
4: mm. yeah fair. and it's
1: just to me it, it captures the melody a bit better like the melody gets a little lost in that live version and it's it's just it doesn't need all that padding it's kind of like back to the, the rockster thing again like it does you don't need all these layers and all these things just mm. keep it keep it to this more basic um arrangement and yeah. it, it really it milks the song for its best parts. I mean, the
3: best yeah. part it's about Jackson. the song
1: is probably the video clip.
3: Oh, oh my
2: god! Incredible,
1: yeah, incredible. It is. That really talk stubborn.
2: about mate. Well, that's not. It's not a deep fake, is it? Really? No, it's just. Different. I mean, but
1: yes, maybe the original kind of those the, sort of, the seeds really of those well ideas. Done. Yeah. The, the, the,
0: you know, the compositing and stuff, it doesn't look cheap. It looks like it's been done reasonably well. Like there's not <laughs> any black lines around the cutouts. That they, you know, if you know. look at the compositing in like Empire Strikes Back, for instance, which was like a year after this, <laughs> it's hmm. not as good. It's not as convincing yeah, in some scenes. It's actually not as good. Like you see the outlines around some of the, the, the stuff that's been cut and pasted in, in that movie. And it's, in the original version. And this is like, this is pretty seamless. It looks bloody great. And Linda in drag as a a male backing singer next to herself. And then Paul as his. What was that Linda next to herself?
1: Yeah, that's two Lindas. I thought that was Paul and Linda. No, it's two Lindas. So good. My God. Uh, Yeah, but it's. Yeah. God, she, I mean, she looks amazing in the video as well. Linda. Yeah, she does. Lovely I This
2: realized as well. Like wings at this point are still together and he's just released his, uh, an album. I mean, I'm sure they don't, they don't care really that much, but then he's released as a a video. That's just all him and Linda. Do you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) look what we can do. It's fine.
0: So they were still technically together
1: when this song was released. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Well, they were together. Technically, I think it's till 81.
1: Right. They just didn't sort of didn't bother to break up.
2: Yeah. Pretty sure. We'll get to it, I suppose. But yeah, basically, um,
1: Hmm. It's it's also, I find it quite funny in the video, there's like clearly, you know, stand-ins when they've got the sort of the long shots with the pull, like pulsing at the front and the the keyboardist with the the moustache just looks nothing like him at all. Yeah,
0: but when there's close-ups on that, like where... (laughs) It's the keyboard player just stands there looking menacing and then suddenly raises his hand dramatically and <laughs> yeah. just it down onto <laughs> one of the like Yeah, I mean, for those who haven't seen it, it's it's all Paul. So it's like eight Pauls or whatever, like three horn players, bass, two drummers, uh, sorry, two guitarist drums but, uh, and a keyboard player. And then him kind of leading the band is almost like this kind of you know, schmaltzy uh, frontman from like a talk show or something. You know, it's it's very. You get a glimpse into. I mean, obviously, we'd seen it in the Beatles films and stuff too. But he's got a great. He's a great actor, and he's a great got a great presence even outside of being a musician. You know, it's such mm. a joy to watch. I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, did uh, again? We'll come to it in a second. But did you guys see the video for Waterfalls as well? No, I haven't yeah. watched that yet. Yeah,
2: that's a little yeah. more. Cheesy. It's a bit more. Just, just a touch. A bit more back to the egg special. Um, <laughs>
1: special. Uh, Sounds good. Uh, it really is. But uh, anyway, come to that in a moment. Um, the other thing that coming up, reminded me, up uh, reminded me of a bit was like Gautier when he does soul music.
2: You mm. know what I mean? Yep. I don't know that him enough to be fair. But uh,
1: Learn a little giving and loving. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Jack yeah. and anyone else out there, Gautier had a whole career in Australia before his massive song. Um, and, uh, he did this, yeah, he had one or two really heavily soul influenced tracks and, you know, of this sort of vibe, like cut and some, uh, somewhere between cut and paste, uh, instrumentation yeah. with a really like well-structured song. And it kind of sounds like, is it one of those songs that sounds like it always existed?
3: Mm, like it was, yeah, you okay. know,
1: it was written in the, in the de- you know, in the annals of history by, by music itself. And then he just happened to pluck it out of the ether and put it down to
2: tape. Yeah, like a lot of Paul McCartney songs.
1: Yes. Like a lot of Paul McCartney songs, definitely.
2: He's spoken about that before, hasn't he, Paul? You know, just his songs sort of appearing in dreams and shit and whatever. Mm. Mm. Totally,
0: dreams and shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> i song it was in a bunch of shit. Well, he was sitting on the toilet or dreaming. And, right, you know, maybe both. Yeah. And that's probably was sitting on the Kazi on the when temporary secretary came to him, to be fair.
0: Ooh, this song. Wow. This is I it. Mean, We've
2: reached it. We've
0: this reached is- it. We've done it. We can really? end it now. I have one quote. McCartney dubbed the song
1: <laughs> an experiment, saying he found this concept of a temporary secretary humorous. <laughs> I have a quote. McCartney spits out ridiculous lyrics with a self-consciously atonal melody over gurgling synths. Things rarely get worse than that.
3: Well, my I just
1: sometimes think that, that people are almost hearing a different song to me. I've said this before, but, mm. like, it's just i can't imagine how anyone could hear this song and think that it's people people it's love so this brilliant. people love this song now i got really excited uh, it must have
2: been sometime last year i guess when pubs were open in the summer then that i heard this in the adam and eve anyway wow they that's
1: our local pub in clapton did you set fire to
2: the place i mean everyone lost their fucking minds yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> They didn't, they didn't, but I was very, very happy. And it was like this followed by uh, like a Gary Newman song and just it oh, all wow. fit. Nice. And no, no one raised an eyebrow. Everyone I was just sort of like, yeah, you know, temporary sex tape, it's a tune, isn't it? Um,
1: and like, w- w- probably one of the best things I've ever seen in the Adam and Eve was a karaoke choice, which was someone singing the Pokemon theme song for karaoke, and it was so good. <laughs> <Such> <laughs>
3: nice.
1: A, yeah, the really great delivery, um, very challenging song to sing. Uh, but, uh, but my God, they did it justice and everyone, everyone knows the Pokemon theme, don't they? Yeah. Temporary secretary. Um, I'm trying to be objective about it cause it's just, it's so good that, it, and I, and I've heard it so much over the last couple of years. Thanks to Jack mostly that I, I it's hard to be objective, but, um, like it's a little bit haunting. Do you guys oh, agree? Yeah. Sure. No, it's 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 terrifying. Yeah, I mean the
0: synth line is scary. I've yeah. been
2: trying to do a sort of remix that you'll, I guess you'll hear at the end of this episode for it this week. Uh, whilst in isolation, nothing else to do, I suppose. So I've been messing about with it. Amy is terrified by it. She's. <laughs> What's going on? I think it's driving uh, up the fucking wall for sure. Crazy. A, I mean, it Sounds
0: like the it's the sound
1: of someone going steadily insane in a small room. <laughs>
2: it mm. is. I also,
1: it's, I, it's I, not I doing any favours. That that wild synth line, the, the main synth line throughout the whole song. I learned that on guitar, oh, and God. it's um, <laughs> it's pretty pretty. Uh, um, what's the word? Musicless. Yes, it's really, totally. It's quite randomised.
0: I mean, yeah. that's if I may offer a criticism. Jones. I think oh, yeah, that the guitars don't go with the synth particularly well. It's like, like the it's, acoustic sort of. Yeah, it kind of like. I disagree with you, Jess. I think it goes with it really well. Okay, that's it. fine. You're allowed to. If Thank if you. I was sold for criticism, it doesn't not go with it well enough for me to not enjoy the song and give it a temporary secretary. But... It's like it feels a bit like that's his default response to something. Like it's like okay, that's what I'll do, I guess, because that's the instruments I know. Whereas I feel like it could have been co- accompanied by something that maybe suited it a little more, rather than just kind of a straight 4 like chuggy guitar thing chuggy acoustic guitar thing
2: i guess you, you might like, you might be you, you, you might be right i guess i'm so used to it now that mm. i love it because it, it is slightly out of place you're right but maybe that's why i like it is it. kind of I why i
0: like know, it too but i do remember hearing for the first time and feeling like the guitars were a bit of a letdown after that incredible synth intro so mm, um, yeah
1: okay i feel like it really grounds it well this sure. otherwise sure. is, is made you know into a, mm. well, a pop song
2: and he's used lots of different choices, sound choices, instrument choices throughout the album as well. So I guess he wanted it there,
1: mm. you know? Mm, for sure. Um, I also just want to shout out to one bit of the song that gets me really excited, which is a bit when it, 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 it's, it's at the end of a verse and you think it's going to go into a chorus and it doesn't. Like, I think it's the first time it mm, just before it I goes into a- I don't need a... Pro- yeah, exactly. And it, oh, it gets, mm, really gets mm, me, gets me going. me a good choice. Yeah
2: it's just so catchy isn't it it's mental yeah it's yeah it's a proper fucking earworm man in every in in all the worst ways in some respects Mm -hmm. i suppose yeah just that melody (laughs) like
0: it's it sounds like a nightmare in the best (laughs) way it sounds like a little it literally sounds like a worm like an earworm
2: Cameron, you said like- that version of, of it that it was every other beat was taken out or something?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a version on YouTube, someone's cut out every second oh beat of the song. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that, that, is- that is a nightmare incarnate.
2: That is mental, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Can you
1: yeah. really imagine that? Um, it's very Devo as well. If Devo were a bit more interesting, yeah. like melodically, then sure. this is them.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. Uh, I guess Devo are around it this time. It's probably around that. That era, contemporaries of uh 80s era, Paul McCartney. Paul did say that this song was a bit influenced by Ian Jury as well, which is quite
0: cool to hear.
2: Oh
1: yeah, he, I read that. He's he's that Ian yeah. Jury? Uh, Ian Dury the Yeah. Okay.
0: You know, kind of um, uh, like new wave punk kind of era. Uh, really,
1: yeah. really great. Blockheads are fantastic. Am yeah, yeah. I showing my ignorance here? So, temporary secretary is done, right?
2: I don't know. I feel like there's so much to talk about. Temporary secretary.
1: What else? Sure, you got? I don't want to rush this. Yeah.
2: I mean. With this song as well I love that Like It's become a bit of a cult classic The same as this album really Like There was even like A fan petition I believe At one point A few years back That made And then he played it Didn't he I think it was 2015 Yeah yeah Uh, I saw
1: a video of him Doing it Yeah I reckon I reckon 2015
2: too But yeah That was what the petition was for And uh, And yeah And he actually played it And it's just so It'd be so great to hear him Play this live My
0: god I love it, it yeah
2: i, I petitioned a for him to
0: play this entire album live just well, anything
2: from fucking london town back to the egg or this please do yeah. you know what i mean
1: yeah, please. yeah those oh. three albums in a row yeah yeah thank you very much you should
2: yeah why does no, no, he doesn't really do boring. like anniversary get shows but he can't can he do you know, you what know what i'd mean? love if to he... see
0: in lockdown was like a would be like a pro shot studio kind of sessions of him playing mccartney one mccartney two and mccartney three.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. why did he do that
0: now that that's that's feasible yeah. And especially glasses from McCartney. Oh. Just literally <laughs> glasses.
2: What was the random one that he did in the Back to the Egg tour from McCartney? He did.
0: Every night. And Hot as Sun slash glasses. Oh,
2: in. yeah, exactly. He didn't yeah. do that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So strange. Um
0: Have you guys seen Chaos and Creation in the uh, Abbey Road?
2: I have. I've only seen clips. I've not watched the whole session. Oh, the it's whole definitely worth watching. Session. Um,
0: Is it connected yeah. to the album? Uh, it's connected to chaos, chaos and Creation in the Backyard, but uh, he kind of explains it. You have to kind of see it. We'll talk about it when we get to that album, I guess, but it, it just kind of reminded me of something I'd like to see him do for these albums because Chaos and Creation was kind of all about kind of going back to the basics and going back to the roots and yeah. and it's all about kind of the the simplicity of the recording process and him laying down kind of groove after groove on different instruments. And you could, you could do that with, but that's kind of what made me uh, McCartney three made me think of that when I first heard it as well. But you could hear grooves like that on this, like imagine him setting up the drum machine and then setting up the sequencer and then getting behind the drum kit or like getting on a bass and just like creating the song piece by piece or, you know, starting the synth for temporary secretary, getting on the drums, looping it. You know what I mean? Like it would be a dream to see. Mm yeah, yeah
2: it's like a a mad professor he called himself is what mm-hmm. he had yeah, yeah. throughout this you know yeah i only listened to um what's it called chaos and creation in the backyard, the backyard
3: yeah
2: I, I only listened to that whole album fairly recently actually um i will go back to avandel if we won't say anything now but um people love love that album didn't they mm, yeah it's, that one was
1: very received yeah. wasn't it
4: yeah,
0: yeah i've never listened to it but i have heard it's a good one
1: mm, nor have i
0: It is exciting to think that we've still got some kind of quite revered, big-note McCartney albums to come as well, and it's not just all kind of put in the same basket after the 80s, I guess.
2: And a lot of the ones, well, I'm I'm thinking of a couple particularly that I don't enjoy, we'll say, in the 80s, but they're still going to be really interesting to talk about because of the times as well and Mm. um, the other bands. See how they
1: relate to what else is happening in the world. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, Sure, yeah. yeah you might love them i don't know you like your 80s stuff jess for sure like i'm talking a bit the more polished 80s stuff i know that you like didn't you so, I do,
3: yeah
2: so you might absolutely adore these albums who knows well mm. while we're on
0: um temporary secretary still the should we talk about the b-sides from these as well because yeah there's a lot of extra tracks on the archive yeah, version yeah. Of this album too. I was just going to bring up Secret Friend because it sounds quite similar to Temporary Secretary. It sounds like a B-side for that song in the most classic of ways. It just, yeah, it's got another kind of bloopity-bloopity synth kind of part to it. Um,
3: <laughs> and <dooddo>. it's also <coughs>
1: very, very long. Oh, yeah,
3: it is. Yeah, I, kind a of lot of... I
1: think it released a 12-inch single just so you could cram this on the other side. I love in all fact, the long versions of these songs. They're so good.
2: I'm I'm pretty sure, yeah, this is the longest song Paul McCartney's ever recorded. Wow! Programs.
3: I mean, it's
1: really nice. Yeah, it's like musically really interesting as well. Not just it's not just a fun experiment. It's like I really, I really like this one. There's a, this. So I got a quote here. This is this is so good. Okay, so he's talking about he's talking about making this album. That some of the tracks. There's one in particular, secret secret friend, that goes on for like ten minutes. I just got into it. Now that's all very well when you're doing your first take. But then you've got to put a cowbell on it. And I'd sit there in real time and put a cowbell on for 10 minutes, (laughs) occasionally glancing at my watch. And I've got five more to go. Dink, 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 dink. Your thoughts come swimming in. Are you kidding me? You're really going to stand here and do this? Why don't you just do the cowbell on that bit? No, I'll mix it out later. Which, of course, you never do. Right, now we'll do the maracas. Looking at the watch again. (laughs) Oh, I (laughs) love that so much. (laughs) Isn't it great? And it makes it kind of feel
0: a bit, have a bit more weight to it. Like I always hated hearing on like electronic music when it's so obvious that the parts have been copied and pasted from one chorus to the next or from one section to the other. And, you know, I'm fucking guilty of it too. Like in in a song these days, especially if it's a song we do for podcasts, sorry to kill the mystery for some people. But, you know, if there's a little loop of something, I will fucking record it once and then loop it for the rest of the song, especially if it's like a little percussion loop or something like that. Yeah. But like yep. it, it is, it does give it some weight and give it some kind of credence when you can, when you can imagine Paul sitting there playing a cowbell for 10 minutes going, well, I've committed to this now. <laughs> <laughs> That's we're gonna do it. I love that. Yeah.
2: This song yeah. as well reminds me of like, I think you said in that quote there, that he's sort of like, Oh, you're sort of, you're getting into it. You're getting into the rhythm of the song sort of thing, chilling out to it, I guess. Like, and there's an album by Gary Newman.
1: Is this the one that uh, that convinced you to buy the other month?
2: Yeah, it was.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, that's right, Cameron. Actually, so thanks for that. Because yeah, it's, it's called it's called Dance by Gary Newman, 1981, actually. But there's a lot of the songs on there that are just like not much happens in them, but they're perfect, and they've just got a real great okay. vibe, you mm. know. And it just sort of, just sort of. Plods along mm. And it's just It's beautiful It's a in really fact, good album.
3: That's,
1: that's very and much the, the kind of nature And the ethos Of the kraut rock stuff We were talking about before Like yeah Like candle yes, Like krautrock. Yeah. It's just It finds a vibe And it just sits in Washes it it's like you. Yeah
3: it yeah. doesn't have
1: to be This huge focal central point This music that like Grabs your attention But it's just A, a really nice place To to be and to sit in And um, yeah. for that same reason It works great As background music Or music to cook
3: to 100% yeah. yeah And
0: yeah. that's I do really love Those songs on this record a, a lot because they have that, but they also have the hooks that kind of keep you coming back. Like this exactly, one, not yeah. so much, it doesn't have like a really strong hook, but it doesn't need it. Like it really has enough to kind of keep you interested.
2: Yeah, um, but you think yeah. of like, well, is Dark Room an example? Yeah, I suppose so. Like mm. Dark Room only got one hook, really, doesn't what? it? But the rest of the song mm. is very much the same, or, or Frozen Jack as well, Frozen Me,
1: Frozen Me. <laughs> yeah or check my machine i mean we'll get to check my machine but
2: oh great. my
3: god
1: why do i know check my machine so well um I because play it a lot were in brazil when it was a hit in the samba rock scene did you <laughs>
2: read that what recorded the fuck about. is that about so <laughs> weird
1: yeah i mean
2: we can talk about check my machine i guess we already are what was that a b-side to a,
1: it's to listen to waterfalls i think
2: was it that was the yeah. yeah. song he recorded
1: for these sessions as well no, oh,
2: yeah, it's, it so I
3: literally
2: think it's my machine. I think it's. I think it's my favorite track of all of these <laughs> of all time. Twenty odd tra- tracks.
3: Yeah, maybe more. The,
2: it is more than temporary secretary. I gotta say, I fucking love it. It's oh, so yeah. good.
3: It's it's
2: is,
1: yeah, it's it's pretty pretty great. I mean, I didn't listen to the ten minute version out there. That's that's uh, floating about.
2: It is like proto trip hop, isn't it?
0: It's yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Right. absolutely.
0: It sounds so contemporary in that way. I think my favourite thing about this song is when you hear the vocal loop at the start with the delay on it, check, yeah. check, 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 mama, she, you, everything else you can imagine in the space. Like it, it implies the rhythm of the drums. It implies mm. the changes. It implies the vibe. Like all you need is the vocal and you can, as soon as the drums come in, you're like, oh, yeah, that was going to be the drums. Hmm.
1: It's it's so, there's so much in so little space. It's just. I think, yeah, I think Paul has always had a really great feel for reggae and dub throughout his music. Whenever it pokes mm. its head through, it's done really tastefully and really, yeah, I agree. he just, he knows it. If only he'd been
0: called on to remix George Harrison's Not Guilty.
1: <laughs> if only he had.
2: <laughs> and this is all ad-libbed, this, these vocals. Well, some, A lot of them, wow. on, on the half of the tracks for these, I think they're ad-libbed, yeah, right. aren't they? Mm. uh definitely for this one anyway and he planned to go back you know and okay and then he was just like oh no it sounds you know it sounds good so mm.
1: and boy he was right yeah um but bringing it back to the main track listing shall we oh yeah yes, yes. we we'll have to track 3 on the way on the way Oof.
2: yeah this is this is definitely um this is sort of the odd one out in the in the so normal yeah yeah i think so um, but it suits, I'm so happy this is straight after temp. Like, as I say, I think mm. the sequencing is really good on this album. Mm. Um yeah. And this is just a great little bluesy track. It's really nice. Yeah.
0: Fuck it, it's amazing. I, I think without the vocal recorded and delivered as it was, it would maybe suit the album less. It would maybe feel a little more out of place, but the, the vocal kind of ties it to the rest of the record, the fact that it sounds so experimental. Yeah. And mm, it's quite heavily uh, echoed, isn't it? Oh yeah. Huge echo on it. And even just the quality of the vocals, like it's so specific to this album. They all sound like they're quite muffled, quite like kind of there's a rounded off treble kind of approach to it. I was actually reading that Paul, uh, the way he would record this album, this is not specifically referring to the vocals, but he would position the microphones. He didn't have a lot of outboard gear. He didn't have a lot of like EQs and stuff. He would literally position the microphone, record some drums, Bounce it down, take the track out, listen to it for a while and go, oh no, the microphone needs to be moved. Then go back and move the microphone and start again. Like that was his process in getting a good sound. And I fucking love that. I think that's incredible. Mm. (laughs) It's like, it really, I mean, I don't know how he, I think that would have made him out of necessity not spend too much time on anything because it's like, you'd just get sick of every idea if you had to do it that many times and repetition. For sure,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think it can be a really healthy thing to have something mm. like stopping you, a, a block in your way from, uh, 100%. from just endless experimentation. I saw a
2: clip of him, yeah, with a snare drum, like balanced, coming out of a toilet, you know, and then the microphone <laughs> going over the top of it. Wow. So, yeah, he's just fucking about. It's good.
1: Um, am I um, way out of hand in saying that this song reminds me of the White Album? No, no that, definitely. that might make sense. Great. Yeah. I, did a, I did a bit of this reference and I
0: did it right. <laughs> that and Ram for me, it gives me like three legs. Three
2: oh, yeah. legs? Yeah.
0: yeah. It gives you three yeah. legs. <laughs> three legs. That's a bit personal. <laughs> it gives me a third leg. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it gives me that, uh, yeah, just that kind of bluesy but done not in a 50s ripoff way, done in a more of a contemporary, quote, unquote, for the 70s and the 80s kind of way. I love that. Mm. I love this song. It's just oh, dripping, yeah, look, I, dripping with it is, soul.
1: It is a step down for me after the opening two tracks, but that's more of a comment on how much I love those tracks that nothing, nothing else could okay. match them really. Um, but it's and it's also necessary. I'm happy to have a bit of a step down and a step sideways for for a track three after that that opening. Also,
0: it's really nice to hear Paul be a feature guitarist again on a track like mm. this too, because we've heard him a bit on Ram. There's some really great moments we've been playing on that. And he did play a little bit of guitar on the other Wings records, but I can't imagine he took many of the lead breaks in those records. Cause obviously they had a bunch of other lead guitarists, but this one, there's some fucking tasty lead licks on this song. Yeah. A yeah. Real classic.
2: Yeah, blues
1: style.
2: yeah. I guess you forget he was a guitarist first yeah. really. Uh, and a fucking good one. Yeah, definitely. It certainly was.
1: Hmm. So then, after that, we moved to the most like TLC classic. How was this a successful single? It's really weird that it was popular. You
2: think? I mean, it, it's it's a classic sort of. And this is the most classic McCartney. This is McCartney esque mm. composition. I, no? I don't know. To me, it's, it's
1: so, so like it's really slow and really drawn out and just weird. You know, I really like it, but it's God, yeah. it's weird that it was that it was a hit. I, yeah. I'm with you, Cam. I don't
0: think it's necessarily classic McCartney. It's It kind of jumps all over the place in a way that he doesn't necessarily do. Um, yeah, okay. And, again, it's got kind of a lot of those kind of close chordal changes that reminds me a bit of what he was doing on the last couple of albums with Wings on the more, con- okay. more complex stuff. But it is... Unbelievable. I love it so much. It's one of my favorites. It's sure.
1: um, I mean it reminded me so it was quite a big hit in Europe. It was a big hit in Luxembourg and Norway in particular. Mm. And it is a little bit Eurovision. Like there's something a bit Eurovision-y about this yep. song. This, um, I could imagine him standing in front of a yeah, a, a green screen while in front of a, a roaring audience in Bulgaria while he you know while the green screen projects a polar bear behind him, which is actually what the video is. <laughs> I haven't actually watched it yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's... it's I guess lit. it's
2: the... It's the drawn-out synths, isn't it? The, the, you know, the string synths as such yeah, that make yeah, it true. sound a bit like... I don't know.
1: Yeah. Have you, have you guys ever seen any, like, um, like, video clips from, I guess, what you call the developing world? Particularly, I see them coming out of, like, Nigeria and Indonesia a lot, which tend to be these, like, like, static shot of someone dancing... And it looks incredibly low budget in front of a terrible green screen. And it's, and it's just like a normal music video. Everyone watches it and thinks it's normal. Is that like karaoke imitation or something? It looks like Uh karaoke, but it's just like what, it's just the style of legit music videos in some parts of the world. That's what the video for this song looks like. Amazing. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. It'll change your life. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah. What you were saying, Jack, about the, uh, the synth and that, did you see him and Rick Rubin talking about this in the documentary recently? documentary whatever it's called the special three two one uh where paul where they're listening to the song and paul says oh i just kind of regret that i wasn't able to record it with a real string section and it's just the synth and rick was like but that's what makes it good like that's what makes it so relevant to influencing how it influenced the music industry today because it keeps it sounding more contemporary because that's a choice that you would make with the limitations of more contemporary makings of music, you know, the way people make music in their bedrooms these days.
3: Yeah,
2: for sure. You know,
0: people don't have access to a fucking string section, you know?
2: And there is only one song on this album. I believe that he uses a string section, doesn't right. he? Um, so yeah, that. no, it, it does make it this song. Yeah. It's part of the album. It doesn't stand out so much. I suppose. Yeah, because yeah, totally. of it. But then it does stand out, but that's because of the song itself. I don't know. But yeah, I love the song anyway. Great.
0: It's also really long.
1: It's really, it could probably do with one less verse.
0: No, I was just going to say it's really long, but it doesn't, I don't get sick of it. It's like you think it's going to end, and when it keeps going, you. well, for me, I'm kind of glad. It's, oh, yeah, i getting another bit of that chorus. or And also the chorus itself sounds like it's about
1: to finish about three times. It's quite bizarre. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, it is a hair too long. I would happily chop out a verse. Um, it, what's with the TLC thing? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he, he didn't Good like, cigarette. they didn't. He didn't get writing credits for that for the TLC song. It's no. not exactly
2: they're, they're, the same, is it?
1: The musically, they're completely different. But the I mean, yeah. just the lyrics are so similar that, yeah. like, I think he would probably win a court case.
3: Well, it's um, like it,
1: it, it
0: kind of, it, it, the TLC song reads like they're using a metaphor that is common, but it's not a common metaphor. It is a phrase that Paul made up in this song, <laughs> so it's right. like you can't yeah. just say oh, well, we're just using the same metaphor. It's like, well, you're using the same metaphor that someone else coined. I think, you know, if it was if it was another artist, he might have sued them and he probably could have won. And, you know, he mm-hmm. has said that, yeah, TLC's single carries elements of his song. That's what Paul said. And it's like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but at the same time that like, if you see Paul talking about his own influences, he's always very candid about, oh yeah, well, you know, we really like this Beach Boys song, but we knew we couldn't rip it off. So we changed it this much. Or like when John bought me that song that sounded like, You Can't Catch Me, we just changed the vibe of it so that it wouldn't sound so much like it, so we could get away with it. Like, he was always aware that, like, music comes in circles and, like, it's all going to be influenced by each other. I think getting hung up on, like, one phrase, the idea that, like, without him they wouldn't have been successful as a band, it's like, well, you wouldn't have been successful as as an artist without your influences. You know, it all kind of comes around, I guess. But, yeah, Yeah, it's interesting because I was expecting some big article to be on the internet about you know, how it was developed and how, it, but there's not really anything that's like, it's just kind of people going, oh yeah, it's kind of
1: similar.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I, quite, I quite like that idea. The idea that he, he would hear someone kind of lifting his ideas and go, ah, whatever. I he obviously ah. doesn't need the money. And and, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, that. it's in the spirit of, of the way music works, the way his music works, the way that, yeah, the way that can Come Together worked. is, yeah. And so- why not? Let it be.
2: Ha. Ah. Ah. Huh. What style would you call this next song? What style? Yeah.
1: Um, I would call it I would call it acoustic country blues.
2: <laughs> it's almost like rockabilly sort of stuff. It's a isn't bit it? rockabilly, yeah. Rockabilly, I guess. Um 1980s yeah. rockabilly. It's a strange hmm. one.
0: It gives me kind of just blues, really, like kind of
2: I
3: don't yeah. know.
0: Blues is such a an umbrella term, but yeah, it, you know, it's on the same, it's in the same ballpark as on the way really
1: for me. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some Linda in this song. Mm. That's nice to hear. Thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah. She's the. She's still around. She's still, still around.
2: here. She does crop her head up every now and then, which is nice. She crops and, her every head every up. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that, is that a phrase? <laughs> I don't Cops know what is wrong. Pops crops crops her head up
1: her, she crops up or her head pops up
3: <laughs>
2: her head uh, she, she she pops she pops you in can you say can crop up, but a part of your body can't
1: crop up unless it's completely disembodied which it wasn't in this case yeah. <laughs> her head crops up and so does the rest of her that's right
2: from every, I just said as well, from every now and then, does that make sense? From no, every no? now
1: and then, no. Every, every now and again. then, from
2: time to time. Every now, oh God. <laughs> it's the COVID guy. I wish I could say it's the COVID, but I like this every week, aren't I? So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ringo was famous for being like that as well, to be fair. He would come up with these phrases that were like almost right, but not quite. Like Hard Day's oh, yeah. Night was like a Ringo phrase. And it's like,
2: yeah, what does that Tomorrow mean? Tomorrow Never Knows. As Tomorrow well, Never Knows, yeah.
0: It's like. It's not really what someone says. And then he said it, and now everyone says it, which I
1: love that. So, Jack, <laughs> you're a pioneer. Right? Yeah. That's quite sweet. Okay. Yeah.
2: Cheers, mate. I appreciate it. I
1: appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Um, a hard day's not makes sense, right? Does it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like but a nice following of... a hard day. But it's, yeah, it makes sense. But it's like in the, it, it's it's just well known now. It's in yeah, the that's
1: right.
2: ether, in the culture, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah.
1: Nobody knows this one that, particularly reminds me of ween it's got that ween yeah. spirit to it sure. It just kind of it really sounds like he doesn't give a shit in this song and in a lot like he's just yeah in the best way really captures that spirit of having a lot yeah of that's fun. right yeah. The,
0: the anti back to the egg the like the flippancy of it the joy of it yeah. the kind of
1: away uh, from the egg yes back out of back the
2: away, egg. back away from the <laughs>
1: egg <laughs> 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 right from um, Right, we oh, yeah. finished
2: first side the first side that's the Humphre first side Hala. Front
4: Parlor, mm-hmm. Front
1: Parlor. So, I mean, it's just so funny. You flip, you flip the disc. It's like opening track of side two. It's always a banger. It's always the the hit. And Straight it's- out of Donkey Kong Country Three. That's
2: yeah. right. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard for me to talk about this song, because it's. I, I was mad. I, right. I, I don't even see it as like a proper song in some respects, you know. But I love it. It's yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's
1: a joy. It
2: it is. It's just yeah. It's crazy. It is, it's
1: very fast. Mmm, it's quite fast. Yeah. It feels like you know, if it was a, if it was a song like I'd said before, if he'd rewritten it as a wing song with with words and and a band structure, uh it probably would have been, you know, 30% slower. Mmm. What does front parlour mean? I don't know. I kind of thought of front porch. I didn't question it and it meant front porch in my mind, but it doesn't, does it? It's like your parlour, but out the front. Yeah. Mmm. Maybe mm. it's it's a reference to to Cluedo.
2: Apparently no it parlor was includer. The front parlour was just a living room It was the name before a living yeah. room
1: Oh yeah?
0: yeah? In my front parlour The Queen was in, in the parlour eating bread and honey It's the only time I've uh, ever yeah. heard
3: the, the yeah. word
0: parlour used What is that? Cameron, sometimes I wonder if you've lived on the same planet that I have What I mean, What is it? Is that from Alice in Wonderland? It's
1: from, um, what's it called? What's Sing a song of six, sixpence What is that? It's a rhyme, isn't it?
2: Singapore, sixpence, six 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 four
1: and twenty bucks
0: worth baked in a pie. <laughs> okay, yeah. And down the thing it says, the queen was the king was the king was in his counting house counting out his money. The queen was in the parlour eating bread and honey. The maid was in the garden hanging out the clothes. When down, why, uh, why the is it expected that I, off Her nose. Whoa, hello. Why is you it expected that I would know that? Because like, that's a song
1: I, that people know. It's like a folk song yeah, that you'd learn you, as, as a child. Were you not I a child? Know. Were you born? I, I, I did have a childhood, but I learned different things. I remember learning the three Billy Goat's Gruff. Um, the two that's, things are exclusive. Well, no, for me, they are. And they have so much space in this brain, you know? That's true.
2: Front Parlor is in, the, uh, in C major. Key, and it is 132 BPM, which is the same BPM as temporary secretary. Oh my oh. God. Do you reckon
1: he just had the same preset? And he was like, yeah, just hit play again. It's possible. It's possible. Um, I, so, also, sorry, hang on, I just want to clarify. The parlor, is definitely, <laughs> the parlor is definitely not a, a room in Cluedo. Yes, I know.
0: I find, I find that hard to believe. I fucking told you that. Did you just Google that because you were concerned that I was giving the wrong information? No, no. I said I want to confirm. Oh, so you're asking me. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't
1: it wasn't in I Don't believe you. I'm gonna to have to confirm this.
0: I mean as we as we mentioned, it's another word for like living room or sitting room or The living yeah, and it was, the dining and it room was, is
2: in
1: Cluedo. It,
2: it, it was that's
1: a that's a different it, beast altogether.
2: Yeah, it was called cool, this apparently because it was recorded in the front parlour of, of Paul's farmhouse. Ah, there, okay. there
0: we go. We got the to, the bottom, we got to <laughs> the bottom of it. All right, <laughs> in Cludo, we got the we got the the, the conservatory, we've got the boardroom. Yeah. We've got the kitchen. We've got the dining room. We've got the billiard's room. Is it the billiard's room?
2: Billiard, billiard's room. Games yeah. room? No. Uh, not the games yeah. room.
1: Have you ever played Cluedo? <laughs>
2: what, are for you, a while. what are you
1: talking about? I have other things to do with better and Jess. You should watch the movie
0: Clue again. I would rather not.
1: Really? We should. We should. Yeah. I don't know. I think That's... Once a Life
0: is enough. No, nah, you're wrong. It's better with every viewing. What's uh, the line
2: that we you sampled for that in for whatever this the is episode? war peacock, peacock. <laughs> yeah of course uh,
3: it's
1: good for yeah you. I don't know for me clue I I just remember falling asleep during it like I fall asleep during every movie and well that certainly has
0: that certainly says a lot then doesn't it
1: I, I found it hard to follow because I fell
0: asleep during it it's not really about the journey it's about the... <laughs> no I don't
1: know right next song Someone Summer say song. song. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? Oh my a, what god!
3: A fucking bad. This is this a is gem, is it not?
1: It's so good. So I, I took my, um, my mo- mobile telephone and my, my headphones, and I went to Hackney Marsh the other day in the mm. sunshine, and laid down and listened to this song under the shade oh, of a yeah. tree, and it was absolute heaven. Mm.
2: Is he playing a melodica? On a day. Uh,
0: melodica? I don't think so. No. No.
2: Okay.
0: It's is a it like, isn't
2: it? Mellotron. Sorry, yeah, that's what I was going to
1: say. That's a very different instrument.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Isn't mellotron a transformer, right? Yeah. Very good. Good.
2: And yeah, for that, it sounds like like it has a it has it, it harkens back to like Beatles stuff as well in that sense, I suppose.
0: Do you know what this song is? I give you the the textbook definition of this, right? This Go is on. Bach mixed with Simon and Garfunkel.
1: Yeah. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Am, I, am I wrong? I, am I yeah, yeah. I was, I was I thinking. Don't, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, um, I knew it. So, yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> listening to it this morning, I was thinking, oh, yeah, like uh, classical very uh, contrapuntal melodies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, In a way I that Paul that often isn't. It.
0: He often is kind of, uh, he does modulate the key a bit, and it does happen a couple of times in this, um, mm. but for the most part it's extremely diatonic and very kind of, it sounds like it could be played on a uh, uh, harpsichord. A harpsichord, or a, what's the what's the a flugelhorn? No, a trumpet without a without a keys. bugle horn. A bugle is that right? Yeah, but yeah, it's it's just beautiful. Right? What a melody! What an arrangement! What a
1: sound! Oh, it's an absolute gem. So the next song after Summer's Day Song is Frozen Jack, as we're calling it.
2: So this, so this just this sounds like a faster version of Kraftwerk's <laughs> Computer World. No.
1: I don't know you'll, Computer World.
2: You'll yeah. know the song if you yeah, heard totally. it. And actually, I just assumed the Kraftwerk song would have come out before this, but it didn't. It came out in 81, actually. Mm. Uh, no. I don't know if it was infamous. It's not like so similar, not necessarily the vibe, but the melodies is is sort of the same, I suppose, anyway. But, yeah.
1: Um, so in Japan, they changed this the name of the song to Frozen Japanese. And oh. uh, they were still annoyed about it. It's <laughs> still a big... Uh, they took I mean, it as a... I mean, they, I they thought... So. Was, they arrested him. Yeah, well, that's it. They, they thought it was connected to his arrest. Oh, okay. And, like, sort of a, a, a criticism of their, you know, their, their, whatever, their drug policy or something. Um,
2: they changed it, it to it, frozen Japanese, really?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Okay. I
2: mean,
0: it's... It, it, I... Almost can guarantee without any reference or research that he called it this because it sounds vaguely Eastern. <laughs> which yeah, is oh yeah, which is awful, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, I can't imagine it was any more nefarious than that. Everyone always looks into Paul's intentions in a way that presume that he's some like Machiavellian genius who's coding things <laughs> yeah.
4: in his songs.
0: And it's just like he's just not. He's just like having a good time. Yeah. I'm no, surprised no, no, anyone the,
1: noticed it at the time, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, you're right. Um, no, but it's originally like he was—he wrote this song and had these names of like you know icicles on the crest of Mount Fuji or something like that. And oh, so really? Sort of, yeah, and so he had these ideas of like cold, winter, frozen, and the Orient. Um, and so that's where the. Beach so why do you write about down. Jack? Uh, it's strange. That was a later edition, I think, because he saw that Jack had a a cold, dead heart, frozen just like Jekonese. the cold ice on the top of on the top of the. <laughs> Um, yeah, but anyway, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's one of those weird leftovers, but that word was way more, you know, common and less, uh, less of a prickly word in those times. A prickly for, word, Yeah wrong. Yeah, hate a prickly so, word. You know, and I think in maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I think in Australia, like that slur is a bit um, a bit more uncomfortable than in uh, than in Europe. I
2: don't know. I don't. Know. Um, no one would. You wouldn't say it. You know, it's um, because it's
1: not a word, or because it's not a nice word.
2: It's because it's not a. You just wouldn't say it. It's not nice okay. to call someone a rose, is it? I maybe think maybe on.
0: you're saying that uh, because you are up just... in Australia, and now you see in the UK that no one says it. But that's just because you
1: live in the UK now. <laughs> yeah. If I'd grown up in the UK in exactly the early nineties, then yeah, yeah, quite possibly.
2: But I never even thought of it Maybe because it's just the two words together I never really thought of it as a bad thing Until you mentioned it, Frozen, Jap It's just, yeah, I don't know Sorry, did Um, you say Jack? Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes
1: Yeah, Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, back to the song though Uh, It's it's kind of similar to um, I mean, this in my mind goes with Front Parlour quite a bit That these two instrumental, heavily, heavily, Mm heavily electronic songs it's just like, it makes me so happy that he can record this and just decide to release it. Just think, yeah, that's good enough. Let's put it out. Why yeah. not? Totally. This wouldn't have been on Back to the Egg, that's for sure. It certainly wouldn't have.
0: Yeah. Jump to the egg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, God. I'll stop. Um, yeah, please do. Yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, in that way, it just, it really is a sequel to McCartney 1. It just, it's got this sense of just, yep, that's it. That's fun. I'll do that that has kind of been missing from the last few albums that we've heard from Paul. The last one that really captured that was probably Wildlife.
1: Mm, it does, yeah, a similar attitude, isn't it? I mean, in the fact it's that just... it
0: literally opens with hitting record in the middle of a jam and him going, take it, Tony. <laughs> I mean, what, make, what could you possibly ask for, to be honest? But
1: Yeah, very little. And, and yeah, and just the idea that songs you know, on, on Wildlife go for a bit too long or they're yeah. a bit, you know, just un, unfleshed out in a really, really nice way.
2: Talking of um, Wildlife as well, I was thinking, that not including singles, but the first and last song of Wings Careers or studio album career is Mumbo and then Baby's Request is the last one. Like that is just.
1: <laughs> what a journey. <laughs>
3: I mean, it's I think, just, the, I think so
1: the, the first song was "Mary Had a Little Lamb." The last song was yeah. "Wonderful Christmas Time," wasn't it?
2: No, that's poor. yeah. That's just was that poor. Poor? was that not wings? What's the yeah. last wing single? I guess coming coming up is technically a wing single, no? Yeah, it's got- live version, I guess. Yeah. What was yeah. the last
0: last signal for "Back to the Egg"?
2: Hmm. Good question.
0: Oh, my bogey music was on. <laughs>
1: so apparently, bogey music was inspired by a a, uh, a book, a children's book about bogeymen. Well what, so? What's with bogeymen versus men?: Yeah, just what's funny, the deal? Isn't
2: it? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I have
0: that question too, Cam. I've never understood. Like, is it a different word? Is the word boogie spelt bogey? But you say like because boogie is having a boogie. You'd never say having a bogey. But then a bogey is a snot, right? Yeah. So but, I thought,
2: then I, then I guess it bo- was just. A
1: is a snot for us. Yeah.
2: Right? I thought he was just you saying wouldn't... bogey as a sort of joke in, if it's a joke or not, I don't know. But I feel like he was just, yeah. Have what about the bogey now? Would, would you say
1: the bogey man or the boogeyman?
2: man? I'd say the bogey man.
0: Really? Yeah, so bogeyman. We'd say boogeyman. Yeah.
2: boogie man. No, and I've also never did what's that bogeyman.
1: got to do with golf? Where does that come into it? Golf. What?
2: Where's
3: golf? Yeah, you
1: got to? a bogey. A bogey. and <laughs> no, that's because it's um traditionally they when they got a bogey, they'd blow snot into the hole. Okay, because it's I don't know. I'm I guess it's an America Britain divide. And we got the yeah, American bogey's,
0: bogey's British, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Jack's no. saying it, it must be.
0: And what about um, a boogie board?
2: I thought you were saying it like bo- like having a boogie, boogie. But that's boogie. boogie. Yeah, but I know, but he's like playing on that, and then same using bogey instead, no? I guess. I, I, I don't just know.
0: I won't stand for it. <laughs> Look, I'll okay, put so it up with Frozen can... Jack and front <laughs> parlor, but bogey music's where I draw the
1: fucking line. I think I you think love this, Jack, I think there's something in there. No, no, bogey wobble. We'll get to that. But anyway. Um, okay. So so bogey this there's this book about the bogeyman, man as he calls it and the there are these bogey children and they rebel against their bogey all the all the bogey men mm. and bogey people hate music and they don't like it, and the children rebel against it when they find rock and roll and so then paul decides to write this song bogey music which i think is a play on having a boogie or a boogie depending on where you come from and so that's why he's talking about everyone's having a bogey and stuff like that all the
2: bogeys horses bogey. all the bogeys men is that what he says no no he doesn't oh, say okay. that. Let um, me go on there for a second. This
1: song has the most insane delayed vocal in oh, your right wild. ear. What is happening there? It's like a nightmare incarnate. Again, <laughs> it puts the Bedlam Goliath to shame. It does, yeah. It's, oh. Hey, that. Boy, 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 boy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, think this is yeah, it's incredible. I love this song. And
0: just the drums are just straight out of an early Casio tone uh, synthesizer. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah. drum sequencer. Yeah, with mm. kind of no apologies, it's just like, yep, this is it. I'm playing the bass along to this, and it's just wonderful. <laughs> I love it. And there's like bogey a, music. Yeah, this album also would have been so uncool for so long if you think about how uncool this kind of sound was in the '90s and 2000s. Mm. Uh, and then
3: yeah, thinking yeah, about
0: how we consider music from the 2000s now. But, yeah, now it's just come back so far around to being so in the zeitgeist. It's quite incredible.
1: Which means give it 10 years and we'll, all that music will sound like corn again. I mean, it's getting there, mate. I'm corn again. Resu- resurgence. Great. Bring it on. There was actually I went, on! I, went to a, I went to a cafe the <laughs> other day and they were blasting Freak on a leash and singing really? on to it. So, you know, and these are people, exactly. I think they're probably like 19, 20-year-olds. Did something take a part of you? Uh, it it um, no, they took a part of,
3: of
0: me. They took two
1: pounds eighty off me. That was good, Jack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks. That was so Thanks. good it made me uncomfortable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all I wanna do is kill you. <laughs> Can you do the rapping or the beat-box-y bit, Whatever. It <laughs> is.
1: Oh, that's, all right.
3: That's it. A-
1: <laughs> yeah what about twist <laughs> 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 oh yeah that's Stopped right I wasn't even talking there was Jem I was talking to you about this not, not you Jack I forgot that's that's twice in a week now that I've imitated Jonathan Davis's uh, rap 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 noise what
0: are you trying your material out with Jem before you bring him to the
1: podcast now that's right yeah he's my oh, sounding board telling me he's to be sorry awkward. no he's he's, he's sounding board <laughs> <laughs> my mistake <laughs> So dark room comes next. <laughs> what you come along to, to
4: my dark room. Um,
1: this is great.
2: Yeah. Every song oh, is good. Is.
0: Every
1: song is my favorite song ever. Yeah. And this one, you <laughs> know what I love about this? It just doesn't have any bass for ages. For like a minute, oh, there's yeah. no bass. And then it kicks in and it's like, oh, bring it to me, Paul. What does this sound like? Oh, you know what um, it gives um, me?
0: It gives this me heapy to Un escorpion Perfumado by Omar Rodriguez Lopez. <laughs> <coughs>
3: oh, yeah.
0: That dub album that he did with with DeAnthony Parks on drums and Marcel on keys, and it's just all the same groove for like an hour. Yeah, with like mm-hmm. noise over cool. it. It's
1: great. Yeah, I might listen to that today. Actually, thanks yeah. for reminding me of that. Good album.
2: Yeah, this is another check. My machine Yeah, it's quite dubby, quite yeah. trip hoppy as well. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure, sure, for
1: sure.
2: And it's only got and that really
0: noises going around your head sound really cool.
2: And mm. it's, good, it's it's catchy. The the really minimal. Vocals or different vocals, there are. It's just yeah. really catchy melody.
0: Yeah, it's fucking great, absolutely.
3: A lot of
0: that. Yeah, love it. Good times. Absolutely love it. Incredible.
2: Almost, right. nice. almost at the end. So the last song, oh. technically, on—I um, mean, the last song on the album, anyway, mm. the official album. One of these days, it's actually this has actually got a million and a half views or Ooh. plays on on Spotify, Why? which is okay. pretty. Pretty great, to be fair. Um,
1: Again, I reckon watch- it probably just come up on on some algorithm for Discover Weekly. For is the it on a sound for folk listeners?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Not sure. I only know it within this album, um, but it's a good. It's it's great track. Oh, I it love it? 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 Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's so so beautiful.
0: It really sounds contemporary. It sounds like something you'd hear now on I don't know any little folk indie. Songwriter's TikTok
1: page, Mm. yeah, it's bizarre. Bizarre how Um, he stays. Yeah, and also this, this to me is like it's uh, it really makes me think of the end of Kid A. Somehow ending the album this way is really similar to ending on was that motion picture soundtrack?
3: Mm. Yeah, okay. um,
1: Which I find an interesting parallel. Kid A was such a rip off and a boring, unoriginal record in (laughs) retrospect, wasn't it? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Tree Fingers was just front parlor. All right. Yeah, this is a great song. I love this. Yeah. Again, it's it's got that that quality of like it being a little bit muffled and a little bit yeah. distant and a little bit weirder than it would otherwise be just by by virtue of being on this album and being mm-hmm. recorded in his toilet. And uh, that to me serves it so well. Mm. I wouldn't want this to be a you know, a well produced back to the egg song. No, absolutely. Yeah. It would lose a lot if any of these songs
0: were not recorded in this exact way. Yeah, absolutely,
2: and it is a nice surprise for the ending as well. It's it's it is it's not hidden in there as such because oh, I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to get at exactly. But when these songs that are more like normal songs, normal Palmer McCartney songs, Paul, 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 <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul songs crop up throughout this album, it's like a bit of a treat as well, you know. Mm, yeah, um, yeah,
1: absolutely. So yeah, it's a great
2: way to end the album I, I gotta say
1: paul good job well done you should be proud mate top notch mate top bloody notch
2: yeah. top he does top. like then, this one as well he really does he he looks back okay, on this phone yeah now, that's for good and sure. um, maybe for a while he didn't because it was panned a bit but I yeah
1: know. i mean the fact that this was so badly received it's just like i uh, know it, 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 it makes just, sense no i mean It It just shows how, like, ridiculous uh, the whole concept of music journalism and music Mm -hmm. criticism is. because it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Are you saying that people shouldn't just be talking about music as (laughs) something to do? (laughs) In one-and-a-half-hour blocks. Wow.
3: Controversial.
1: It's just the idea that they that, that that music critics can be these these arbiters of tastes and uh, you know can can categorically say what is good and what is bad and what's right and what's wrong. It's just it ages so badly. Having that idea will never endure the test of time, except perhaps in the case of Ringo's Bad Boy, um, because it's it's we're just never spot on. Yeah, <laughs> never spot on. Because they just you you never know how things are going to look in hindsight, especially something like this, which is. You know on on the the leading edge of where music and technology were going at the time yep. yeah to try to try to guess how it's going to look in retrospect and how it's going to fit into the bigger picture is is fruitless and frankly makes you look like a bit of an idiot when it's yeah. 31 years yeah, later. just
3: people
2: people i suppose at the time were just like and am wrongly but they're just like what's paul mccartney doing? this isn't this isn't mccartney yeah, why is he doing totally. why is he doing this like it's they feel it as a betrayal in some respects, I suppose. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah you're
2: right. Uh, which is mental because he's a fucking artist
1: trying to mm. try new shit. You yeah, know? and also he's just a person. He can do whatever he
3: wants.
0: Well, <laughs> he that's exactly it. right. It's okay, yeah. exactly. The the idea that like someone can be judged for putting out a piece of music that would therefore like make their other pieces of music not as valid or not as like worth listening to. You know, like Mm. no music has ever ruined other music. You know, and they people act like when someone puts out a record, they don't consider as good as the last one. Then it's like, it's like writing a disappointing sequel. And it's like that's just not how music works. (laughs) Sorry,
1: (laughs) Arthur from Wolverhampton.
0: Oh God, getting personal. Get a grip. Yeah, it's it's quite bizarre. And look, at the end of the day, after hearing the reports of Ram, the initial feedback for Ram, I've lost Mm. any faith in any music journalists. How you can possibly think that album is less than perfection really means that I will never trust anything. Anyone says ever. Yeah,
2: that one, that one, especially out of all of these <laughs> albums it's just it's, it's ludicrous. It's actually mad. That one, I can't, I don't even understand that one at the yeah. time. I'd
1: be really interested to know how Ram would have been received if it was put out four years later as a Wings album in the peak of Wings. Or if it was popularity. put out
0: two years earlier as a Beatles album. Yeah, that's it. You know, because it basically sounds like it is a kind of a follow-on to like Sergeant Pepper's a magical mystery tour in a lot of ways, but a bit less ornate, like it's mm. a bit heavier and a bit darker, but yeah, it's fucking great. We need to do a Ram revisited episode. We really need to talk about that album for two hours. <laughs> oh my God. Can yeah. we just get through these ones fast? Nope. <laughs> here we go. Track one. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, speaking of which, there are a bunch of other tracks on the archive version of this album that are probably worth talking about.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Every, every, every one of them has something interesting about it. Yeah.
2: So we've already talked about Check My Machine and yeah. Secret Friends, but I guess we can go in. We can go in sequence a bit here on the disc. Like it starts with Blue Sway anyway, which is where this is the song I was saying. There's some orchestral. Like this yeah. has got strings uh, yes, on it,
1: of mm, and the, and this is the one that sounds a lot like Tears for Fears to me as well. It sounds like it like does. Michael. It's got to be a be yeah, big eighties vibe yeah you know, like this is like, you know, this is sound.
2: like modern sounding drum well not modern sounding drums but a like classic 80s, 80s sounding drums, drums yeah, yeah is yeah.
0: it was this recorded later because this does not sound like it was recorded in 1979
1: yeah no so this was recorded at, the, at that time yes but oh. they sat around completely unused and unreleased for oh. like 20 25 years
3: maybe thing. Sure. but was and the
1: orchestration and the the orchestration was all done later yeah oh, and there was, there was a video it's... clip made for this like in Ooh. 2010 i think 2011 with a, the the collector's edition, whatever it is. Oh. Um, ah. And that's, yeah, I think yeah. that's when all the orchestration and stuff was done. And pretty, don't, don't hold me to that, but it, it was certainly done later.
2: He has got, a, he does do this, McCartney, like with, for some of the archives, I assume, I'm not sure any specific songs, but he takes old recordings and then adds them at the time, which sort of, it doesn't always lend itself to, yeah, it doesn't make the best out of the song sometimes, you know? Mm. Like, mm. what what's the song? It's Hey Diddle, isn't it? Where he adds like, uh, like he adds a fiddle in one of the. uh, Hey Diddle, the Paul out of the
3: fiddle.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he adds a fiddle at one point, which, and then there's just the original Ram version as well, which is better, I Mm. think. And um, where'd you stop, you know? Like Lars Oreck says, this painting, it's like, should there be more white lines up there in that black corner? You know, when does the song begin? When does the song end you know some shit like that yeah it begins with give me fuel give
0: me
1: fire give me- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and it ends with yeah. um yeah i mean yeah. for me i'm i'm a big fan as you guys probably know of just like leaving things when they're done put them aside but and when are they done? done yeah no no okay but once it's like released for example once it's put oh, sure. down to tape yeah, and no. then they're just like cool let it go. But again, like whatever, if you're, uh, you know, like I'm not really into like the, the remastering of, of albums, you know, especially when they're albums that I, I grew up on and really love and I'd, I'd much rather hear what I, yeah. what I grew up loving than the remastered version. But you yeah. know, if, if you're Paul McCartney and you've got this great unreleased song and you think I might, you know, put some strings on it and record some new vocals then fuck it. Why not?
2: So. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's done that lots of times. There's lots of like, Throughout early seventies as well, he wrote so many songs that still keep coming up till yeah. the nineties album, in, mm. in albums and stuff, you know.
3: Yep. So
2: yeah. yeah, of course he's gonna, you know, that that he's just so prolific that it's gonna happen, isn't it? You know what I mean,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, for
2: sure. talking about remastered albums, there, Cam. There's, hmm. I, I realized that's like, I heard not recently, but maybe like a year ago, Rust in Peace, the Megadeth album, uh-huh. there absolute classic 1990 oh my god yeah but i realized i'd never heard the original mix of that album and it's so much better like it's so much
1: better even though Uh, you know and grew to love the the new mix
2: yeah and it's so different like normally in remastered versions i'd say for the most part i don't know if you agree that they're not that much different would you agree? I it depends
1: know. how familiar I am with it, yeah. If it's something like, you know, all these remastered McCartney things, yeah, like I'm not really going to notice a difference. If it's like Siamese Dream, then I find it hard to listen yeah. to. Because yeah, it's so, okay, sure. It's so familiar to me. The, uh, the Nirvana
0: remasters were hard to listen to. <laughs> yeah, in utero. It was, yeah, it's yeah. I really, really sure. not like that. Yeah, yeah same. It's, yeah, I it's amazing that, how much the sound of that album, all those albums are really part of the experience of listening to them and you take that away and it's like, oh, something's missing. Don't like this.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's Large. sort of that Uncanny Valley
0: feeling, actually, Bring yeah. it back to that. 100%. Yeah. It's
1: like it's,
3: like, it's that, familiar, but it's
0: not quite right. Yeah, especially when they replace whole guitar solos for no reason. When what? Serve the Servants. Yeah, it's a new solo on Serve the Servants, and it's like... Really? Way, yeah, it's it's just that solo is so weird and specific, and
1: to kind of put something else in there just feels wrong. Mm. Yeah. That's a really strange stress. I mean, that's that's, that's almost you know sacrilegious considering how people and who
3: made
1: that
2: decision as well like i don't know yeah it seems strange i mean it's probably dave Grohl. he did just release a new foo fighters album of bg covers so i don't trust him anymore
1: (laughs) what (laughs) yeah it's called the dgs (laughs) sorry
2: it's called hail satan dgs or something the dgs hail Hail Satan. satan Yeah, and it's just a fucking. I mean, I haven't listened to all of it because I couldn't bring myself to. Sure, yeah. But, that's and, fair. And, and look, I love Dave Grohl. He's a legend of a man. But yeah. this is this is what happens when bands can't fucking tour. They just.
1: <laughs> 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 we just left so with BZ covers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Rivers Cuomo grows his hair, and
1: yeah, it's not good.
3: Uh, Jesus. Um,
1: so. Bogey Wobble can we talk about Bogey Wobble the next song I think on the uh, mm. on the, yeah. uh, the, the we've talked about like, the live season.
2: coming up and check the scene Bogey Wobble so you love Bo- this one
1: so I absolutely love it. this is the one that sounds like holy fuck it sounds a lot like holy fuck yeah it the, does the band we are talking about before it's just wonderful How Oh, it's so, it's unthinkable isn't it it and is unthinkable I don't, this is nothing like bogey music it's a completely unrelated song so no, I don't know yeah. why that it's much wobblier It's got to be, it has got bit as that boop, 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 boop. But yeah. Anyway, it's. I mean, I don't have a lot to say, but it's in a major key, so of course I love it. It's like a major yeah. key, but a little bit heavy, and it just they, sounds what so... sounds like eight bit,
0: smashy, yeah, crunching noises. It's, uh, yeah, it's cool.
3: Absolutely. There's a great.
2: There's a great sequence on that documentary that I keep bringing up. Understanding McCartney mm-hmm. at the end of the second episode, mm-hmm. they start talking about McCartney too. That that section, and they mm-hmm. start with this with this song underneath while he's talking about the album. yeah, It's a good sequence worth checking
1: out. Definitely.
2: Good Um, track.
1: And then we also have, I mean, Paul has a lot of unnecessary medleys out there, but this is the most unnecessariest of them all, um, which is the Mr. H. Atom and You Know I'll Get you, Baby because literally just one song fades out and the next song starts. (laughs) It is. And I love the first one.
2: I love Mr. H. Atom so much. I just i think it's amazing
3: it's, it's really linda. good
2: and there's some linda on it as well exactly yeah one, plenty so. of linda
1: um yeah this is sort of the the more mental like again it makes me think of wayne or devo it's just or like what we were talking about the b52s or talking heads um this this irreverent kind of silliness to a mr h atom lives in a flat on the male side of town
2: yeah, it does sound a bit talk, Talking Headsy, doesn't it, David Byrne? And I think Paul, I think McCartney said he was influenced by Talking Heads by this point as
1: well. Right? Know? Yeah, right, it yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely sounds sounds believable.
2: Yeah, why do you love it, Jack? I just, I just like the ridiculousness of, ridiculousness of it, and Linda as well. It's just sort of like it's just a nice shout. I feel like I could shout along with this to, in a crowd. Yeah, maybe we should do a cover of this. Yeah, do you know what Ooh. I mean? This could be a punk song, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it could be. All right, we're doing it.
2: What does it remind yeah. me of? Maybe I don't know.
1: we should cover this
0: entire album, the archive version of this entire album.
2: My God. At
0: and perform at it live.
1: Point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> done. <laughs> okay. Done. Done. <laughs> um,
1: and then. Uh, and then so you know what? I'll get you, baby. Yeah. And then what's and this on comes- no, blah, 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 blah. you know this one. I've got uh, this one. Says more like an experiment. There's, I don't think there's as much sort of heart to to this one. It doesn't grab does, me as like the others. Did
0: he feel like he had to be conservative with like song, like tracks themselves? Like, why did he put these two songs together? It's very strange. I know,
2: yeah, yeah. Because it's this is this is these were unreleased, no. Hmm. So
1: yeah, what, just, they just there's no matter? reason to not split them up. Yeah. Right.
2: It's, yeah, yeah. I, no, I
1: don't understand. I mean, maybe, uh, look, I can only assume that as, at some point in his mind he wanted to make a medley of the two of them and the two of them went together in his head, but it was never properly right. formed or never <laughs> formed at all. Um, and, and then all, all you horse riders and Blue
2: Sway, Blue Sway, we've already had Blue Sway, but I suppose this is more <laughs> strict back vocals, Blue Sway?
1: Yeah, this is like, I don't think there's any vocals on it. There's certainly no strings or anything. It's like real, it's a less developed version of the song. Yeah. But all you horse riders is absolutely bashed and insane. Oh, he's just instructing people on horses the whole time. Yeah,
0: this album could have quite easily been a double album full of nonsense like this that kind of would have been fine, but having it as the kind of short, sharp and shiny piece that it is does improve it, I think. However, the extended stuff is just fun to delve into, isn't it? Like it's great to have it
1: yeah. much I better like as it.
0: outtakes than they would have been
1: on the album, but yeah, I, pr- I prefer style. this to, to the outtakes of any other album, even, even Red Rose Speedwagon. Like to me, this is what, uh, like outtakes are fun when they're, when they're just sort of a combination of nonsense songs with some gems in there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
2: And to be fair, apart from bogey wobble, I'd agree, Cam, like, uh, the best of the unreleased songs or they were released, the, the, the B-sides, to the singles, the best ones were released, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. There's something I have to say about Wonderful Christmas Time, which is that I, I hated it, I guess, just because <laughs> oh. I'd heard it so many times at work that it just, it killed it for me. Mm. And I haven't heard it for probably a year and a half, I guess. Mm. And... I put it on this morning and I've got to say, it's really good. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it is, it's really it's weird. My, it sounds like Paul McCartney.
2: Yeah, it's not my favourite Christmas song ever. No. <laughs> but it is. It's it's no, it's a just world, man
1: came travelling.
2: Oh, it's definitely not. No, Not many songs are. Um, <laughs> check my machine comes close. Mm.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just so deeply ingrained in my mind alongside um, Mariah Carey's All I Want Is You that it's hard to separate the two.
3: Yeah. But. it is it
2: does what it's it's set that's out to do it's a it's Christmas yeah. it's it <laughs> is is it is it just a wonderful good, Christmas little little Christmas song but in actually in McCartney 321 he he seemed to think that I, I got the feeling that he didn't like it that much like maybe like, he's just
1: heard it too much as well he must hear it all the time at Christmas time going to I don't know what Paul McCartney does to to Tesco and buying some <laughs> nuts and raisin mixes <laughs>
2: But he seemed to say like, oh yeah, I'd still like to write a good Christmas song. He said something along them lines, you know. Oh
1: dear, Paul, don't be so hard on yourself, mate. Yeah.
3: Haven't,
1: haven't. you heard "Rudolph the Red Nose Reggae"?
2: <laughs> oh my God, that is yeah. It's what do you think of that?
1: <laughs>
0: sure. So on a scale of one to ten, there. yeah, the less said about Rudolph the Red Nose Reggae, the better.
3: Fair yeah. enough you would say like before that, that, that
0: he can nail reggae and dub music
1: and that's mostly true it's mostly, mostly true almost always true. It's the exception that proves the rule exactly
2: but yeah on a scale of one temporary secretary what well, do we think. think I'm just gonna go and just because I've had such a great I had it was such a great experience like getting to know this album whatever it was a couple of years ago just such a surprise and um uh, just for the journey, I'm going to give it a, a fucking temporary sec. I'm going to give you <laughs> a temporary secretary on. It's getting a temporary secretary I right. mean,
3: in the,
0: in the, like, most unpredictable turn of events ever. <laughs> <laughs> <Who would've thought>? Since <laughs> the end of the last M. Night Shyamalan
1: film. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yeah. Okay. Temporary secretary. That's fair. Uh, Look, I am also going to give it a temporary secretary. (gasps) (laughs) And look, not just because it's the right thing to do because of everything that we've done leading up to this, but you know, really delving into this, I was pleasantly surprised at just being not only impressed at the musicality and the originality, but also moved by the emotion of a lot of the music and the sense of fun that it has. I think that it really does continue the the journey set up in McCartney One in the way that it it's so fun. It's got such an incredible sense of fun and it informs so much of what's to come. Like we've we've already named so many influences that have You know, come after this. You know, usually when you're talking about a record, you talk about things that have influenced it. In this record, you talk about everything it has influenced, which in itself just means that it's such an accomplishment. So, yeah, for me, I mean, there's nothing, there's no other choice. It's, it's fucking great music. It's just such a joy. Start to finish, love it. Incredible. Temporary Secretary, bam, bam, bam. Um, I
1: think, I think it's not a perfect album. But that's kind of why it's a perfect album. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. And uh, so, that in that case, there's no other choices. Drum roll. To, oh, my God. <laughs> to give it Annoying. a night. <laughs> McCartney tune per secretary.
3: Oh, shoot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic
0: stuff, guys. We did
2: it. Hey, we did it again. All right. Fucking hell. How how many albums have we all given Temporary Secretary to?
0: One other besides this one.
2: What was was it? it? Band on the Run?
0: Wait, did did we actually? Okay, so it's a little bit hard to know because Ram, I gave 20 Pereri Secretaries. (laughs) Jack gave a rammed up two from Temporary Secretary and Cameron gave it 10 cardamom pods. (laughs) Uh, So I guess Uh, that means that. Yeah, um, actually, okay. you no. Know, ban Ben on the run, we all gave it, well, me and Jack gave it a temporary secretary. Cam gave it wildlife minus one for no Bitbop. So <laughs> I guess that's Wildlife. Did
2: Wildlife, did that get a temporary secretary? Well,
0: this okay. is what was confusing about it is he gave wildlife an eight. So I guess that means it was a seven, but he was like, no, it's wildlife minus one for no Bitbop.
1: So, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, maybe I should drop McCartney two for no Bitbop, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs>
0: hip-hop <laughs> would have fit really sorry, well in the this Spreadsheet,
1: <laughs> god you went fast <laughs> i know, right <laughs> oh guys what a pleasure it's been getting to this point we made it all the way through the 70s <laughs> it took a long time i think the 80s is going to be quite a bit quicker for what it's worth but uh yeah. but my god we've really powered through a lot of records and a lot of music
3: it's, in and it's last not finished
1: years. yet it is we not have finished. One yet. more
0: album left this season, and it's going to end on a little mel- melancholic note, unfortunately. Mm. It is Spoiler alert sure. John dies.
1: Yes, he does, as oh. we all will.
0: That is true, I guess. That um, makes it I guess that better. makes it easier. Yeah, it's easier to say. Yeah. One of these days. Maybe Thursday anyway yeah so what song are we doing for this we're doing temporary secretary aren't we there's no choice i mean choice. the other choice is doing the entire album which i'm happy to do but maybe later maybe in not the in a future. week. Yeah, yeah let's do it if you yeah, set up yeah. to
2: our patreon maybe it's already up there,
0: there you know? maybe it is The <laughs> you there's only one way to find out Hey guys, like feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. It will be so helpful. Can you imagine if we started earning enough money to not have to worry about fitting this in around full-time jobs? That'd be imagine great. That. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. just chuck us a buck. Chuck us 2 pounds, 2 quid. Buy us a fucking pint. We can't go out right, right now. for 2 quid. None of That's us. So yeah, maybe a, a pint every 3 months. Maybe it's a fucking Wetherspoons. Uh yeah, we're all locked in our houses right now. We can't do much. A couple of quid goes a long way. Just go on,
2: chuck us, chuck us some nuts, feed the birds, top us a bag. <laughs> sort I us mean, out. Um, if you want to apply, like, for, I don't know, being a temporary secretary for a little bit as well, might help us. That might help us out also. So whatever that, you want to do. You can do. be a
0: neurosurgeon if, if you're doing nothing urgent. It's fine.
1: I've got to tell you guys this. This is quite important. I applied for, about a, a few days ago, I applied for a... Um, one month contract as a secretary role i literally applied for a job as a temporary secretary what yeah you come how to us they... with this now <laughs> how, did, uh, how did the ad read <laughs> um look if you've got the time we don't have time do we uh, it, it just it said something it, <laughs> it says didn't say temporary I need secretary. A... Yeah, that's right. That's all it says. I need a dot, dot, dot. And I uh, clicked on it. I was like, I can offer you those services. You just open the webpage. and it goes <laughs> also, did I tell you, I learned that part on guitar. It's really hard to play, but uh... <laughs>
3: you fucking prick.
0: All right. <laughs> goodbye guys. This has been a joy. Thank you for joining yeah, absolutely, us yes. this journey. Everyone who's listening, we really appreciate everyone who actually takes time to listen to this podcast. It's quite bizarre when we get a new episode and dozens of people listen to it on the first day. It's quite bizarre. So thank Medicine. you to all of you. who are actually with Yeah. Us.
1: Cheers it's really guys. lovely. Guys. Um,
0: yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got one more and then we've got many more seasons to come. We're just currently discussing how much of a break we're going to have between seasons, um, but it won't
1: be too long. It won't be too long. Right. Jess, Jack. Yeah. Take care of yourselves. Cheers, Cam and you. Have a temporary secretary of the day. You too, mate.
3: Bye, Great. bye Jess.
1: Until next time. Bye, Jack. Wobble,
3: wobble, wobble,
1: <laughs> wobble, <laughs> bye, bye. Bye. Wobble,
3: wobble, wobble. Bye. 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 bye.
4: to do the job nice.
0: For listening. You can find us on Instagram at We Don't Believe in Beatles and on Twitter at Post Beatles Pod. This podcast is fully independent, so if you'd like to help us continue to make fun shows, please go to patreon.com slash we don't believe in Beatles and become a patron today. Otherwise please leave us a review on your chosen podcast app or tell a friend to spread the word. Thanks. See you next week.